I love that it's not a program that kind of removes the teacher, that I am still the main part of this, the meat and potatoes of it. It's individualized practice as well. You know, it, looking at having the four kids, maybe they would get question one wrong, and that was working with decimals. And half the class did really well with decimals, but half the class didn't. And it would be taking a whole nother day to review working with a decimal and half the class is bored because they get it. And the other class needed that practice to be able to be successful. I just love the fact that it is giving students what they need individually to be successful in math. Welcome to the Get More Math podcast, where we support teachers in their quest for long-term student gains. This is a podcast for teachers to share their passion for math education, learn best practices from experts in the field, and swap ideas for student success. This is community. This is Get More Math. Well, hello. I'm Josh Britton, and this is the Get More Math podcast. Thanks for coming by. Today, we're going to continue our series of speaking to math teachers we really want to hear people's stories. What's it like to be in the classroom? What's it like to help kids learn mathematics? I believe that teaching math can be an adventure. I know it was for me. I taught for 20 years and I loved every day, not every day I ever taught, mind you, <laughs> but that every day there were multiple incidents of uh, problem solving, relational interest, um, all kinds of ways that I experienced those days as fascinating. And so we're talking to math teachers, finding out what their adventures are like, and finding also about their experience with Get More Math. Today's guest is Laurie Gallagher. Laurie, maybe you could start by telling us a little bit about your uh, background, how long you've been teaching, what you teach, that kind of thing. Oh, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Josh, for inviting me on. I'm so excited to be a part of this and explain everything on what I do and how Get More Math has literally changed the game for me in teaching. Um, I have been a teacher now for, this will be my 10th year. I started off, um, I went to Lock Haven University in, in Lock Haven, Pennsylvania and got my uh, bachelor's degree there. And I moved to Johnstown and started teaching as a substitute teacher at Johnstown Middle and High School. And then I took a position at a small parochial school in the area, and I was there for six years. And that was where I was introduced to Get More Math by a fellow math teacher at a different school. And all she had talked about was, this is a program that I promise you'll use in your classroom. It'll help out. And I didn't really know much about it. And I just decided to dive in and ask my principal if they would be okay with me investigating a little bit more and to get more math. And then I recently, last year, took a position at a public school at Glendale Junior Senior High School. And I have continued to work with Get More Math these past two years. And I can honestly say it has been a lifesaver through everything going on right now in the chaos of teaching. Well, great. Thanks for giving us that background. What what grades are you teaching this year? This year, I teach eighth grade, and then I teach geometry, which can be anywhere from 10th graders to 12th graders, just depending on how their schedules fell in the math series. Okay. So so it sounds like you've been using Get More Math for about three years. Does that sound right? Four years? I'm going to say six, I believe, six or seven, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So you, you know what? That makes you one of the first users, really, in terms of... Uh, are spreading out. Like I, I started this 16 years ago, 
But almost all of that time, I was just using it myself and then, you know, some of my friends and co-teachers. So if you've been using it for six years, you must have gotten on right near the beginning. That's kind of neat. Yeah, I believe it was. Um, and I, it was, a te- like I said, a teacher who was going to go to a training in her district because it was introduced to them. And she kind of just let me in on that little secret. And so I ended up at the same training and it's been nonstop since then. Well, that's that's really fun because it gives me an opportunity to ask questions about sort of the the longer arc of your use. So that's one thing we could talk about today. Um, I thought maybe I'd start out, though, by asking you, you know, as you consider the last five or six years and, and the various ways that using our system has made a difference for you, can you pick out a story or two that you think would be fun to share? Oh, goodness. I can honestly say that this year has been my most successful year with it. Um, My first few years, it was all about the availability of the technology in our school. And so I was using it in the first one or two years, only about two days a week in a classroom. And I can say it, you can see a huge difference in the kids, even with two days a week, there's a difference. But being able to use it every single day has been completely a change in the practices with the math and and watching the students actually gain confidence. And this year, I have now all of our, with everything that's happened, all of our kids are one-to-one with devices. So Ah. here I decided to pretty much go paperless, even in my classroom. I have some students who are Google students who are in our class, but they're at home. And so I'm able to, instead of be distributing papers and having worksheets and working on get more math, I found it was extremely overwhelming last year because that was kind of my thought process was I want to see it on paper. I want to see it on get more math as well. And it was a lot. It was a lot for me. It was a lot for the kids. And this year I've started off with doing what, what Pam always says is the mixed review sandwich. And I start off in mixed review. I don't do bell ringers or do nows anymore. That is it. You know, I'm able to look at how they're doing with the review and their spiral and I can help them with any problems. And then I go into the lesson and give them the practice set and end them in mixed review again before they go home. And I'm seeing huge differences because I'm able to model what the problems are asking. I'm able to show them and use examples and gain their confidence in how to input. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is, it's absolutely a complete change in the way I teach math. So that's a tasty sandwich. I'm going to just, for anybody who's uh, not heard that phrase, we talk about how uh, one good way to use get more math is you start by having the kids log in at the beginning of the period and mixed review which is the the part of the program where they're doing a little bit of review of everything they've ever learned. And then you have them shut that down and you teach the lesson and you make sure they understand things. And then when they log back in, now they're in the middle of the sandwich. That's the meat, right? The, uh, the lesson. So they practice the new material for a while. And then hopefully by the end of the period, you have them switching back over to mixed review again and doing more mixed review of everything they've ever learned. Yeah, that's that sandwich. Uh, I didn't coin that phrase, but that certainly expresses how I used my own system for many, many, many years. I loved it. And every, everything you just described is actually pretty much the, the pattern of a typical day for me. So in, in prior years, you just had a couple of days. Now you're do, doing what, four or five days a week? Does that sound about right? Five days, yes. So as you think about the kids that you've had um, come through the system and, and, um, the various kind of 
narratives that they might have. Can you pick out a kid that you're like, ah, oh, this kid is interesting to talk about? Uh, you know, you can't talk about names or anything, but just sort of their storyline. Absolutely. I, um, I've kind of taught anywhere from very struggling students to enriched students who, I mean, they are, they're knocking it out of the park. And I can specifically think of one student that I had last year that they, you know, I, I think the reason I became a math teacher was because I hated hearing how students hate math. Or mm. when I say I'm a math teacher, somebody always says, oh, goodness, you know, how could you ever be a math teacher? I hated it. And those were the moments that I decided I wanted to be the teacher that changed that to change the narrative for students. And I can tell you that last year, especially during our shutdown, I was still able to work with this same student even more one-on-one with them and get them to the point where they were not successful in math ever. And they left by writing a note saying that it was the best math class they've ever had and that they actually feel like they grew in, in their knowledge. And that has been always the thing that I go back to, even, even on some of those bad days or those days where the lesson doesn't get hit quite as hard or the way you want it to. I remind myself that this student has had, you know, nine years of schooling where he is pretty mm. much said he's hated math. And I was able with this program and with how we were teaching and and just the the love of math and and education be able to get him to a place where he's excited to be in school and excited to do math again. So let's let's break that down a little bit. What was it about his experience that that I'd say maybe earlier on kind of overcame what must have been hesitation uh, at best or even fear uh, or apprehension, overcame that and then eventually earned perhaps confidence, earned excitement. What can you can you give me some of the some of the strategy? Absolutely. The first thing that I realized was it was like an onion. You have to peel back some of the layers, some of the things that they've gone through and really get down to the core of where where they're struggling. A lot of times students seem to say they hate math because they didn't do well on a test or mm. something in the class didn't make sense. Something, a, a specific topic didn't make sense to them. And it kind of spirals out of control then at that point, since math builds upon, you know, previous concepts over and over again. So somewhere there was a disconnect and they've put up this hard shell around them. them. And I will say some of the kiddos, they, they definitely have different backgrounds. And last year showed what type of background some of them were coming from between not even having the availability of having internet to not knowing how to utilize a device because no one in their families ever used a Chromebook or a laptop. And I would say the biggest part was getting to know what, and I don't want to say trauma necessarily, but trauma from a classroom, what, what was, you know, the, the cause of that, what, made that student put up those layers around their core to not let anybody in. And so it was kind of like chiseling away over time and getting to know them and finding out what their interests were. I, you know, I came to find out that this student really loves cooking and really loves 
working on, it's funny, he loves cooking and loves working on houses. I know that doesn't, <laughs> it's kind of a weird combination, but I was able to relate a lot of the math then back to those real life situations and, nice. and help him to see where this the math was going to help him in real life, not just for a test grade or not just for, you know, to pass a class. And a big thing is it is, it's honestly the spiraling back to things that we've been doing or even being able to assign something that, you know, uh, basic concepts. I've, I've done a lot this year where I call them flashback Fridays and hmm. their practice set is actually basic computation skill practice from years past just to really hit home on those basic skills. And the kiddos are starting to become more efficient and quicker with the higher level math because they're working through some of those struggles they had in the lower level of math or grade levels. So do the students like that? Is that fun for them? They, it's funny actually, because some days they, you know, they go into flashback Friday, all confident that they're going to do so well. Uh -huh. And it's actually really funny to watch when they rush through a problem and it, you know, get more math says they're wrong. And they, you know, I look at them and just start laughing because it's not that they don't necessarily know how to do it, but it's me showing them that sometimes they are just rushing so much through to get done that they don't take a second to think about their answer and think if that answer makes sense. So they are enjoying it. They love coming in saying it's flashback Friday. What are we doing? But it is also kind of entertaining on my part to watch them at times, you know, get a penalty or get a yeah. question wrong just because they are, they're rushing through or they just need a moment to think about what, you know, what that basic concept is. So do you, do you choose specific topics for Flashback Fridays that are sort of tactically relevant for upcoming lessons? Is that how you do it? Sometimes, yes. And sometimes I also see what mistakes or what common mistakes are happening through uh, the week. Yeah. And I, I decide to go based off of that. Um, I, I, I mean, it is, it's common that sometimes two digit by two digit multiplication is something they struggle through some days. And they make mistakes on aligning the problem and setting up and adding and subtracting down correctly. So mm -hmm. I will make that the flashback Friday for the week just for them to practice. It's a basic skill, but that basic skill is something they need as they go further into higher math. I often taught kids who coming to ninth grade had a, a lot of weaknesses, a lot of areas they really hadn't learned. And then I was, of course, supposed to teach them Algebra 1, and they were supposed to do well on the uh, standardized test at the end of the year, the Keystone Algebra Test in Pennsylvania. And uh, I was always, it, it was always quite a challenge to think about, well, I, I need to push ahead into Algebra, but like they can't think about or work on Algebra without some understanding of integers and the coordinate plane and solving equations, you know, like all the things that Absolutely. they're supposed to know. And my, I didn't really do flashback Fridays per se. I like that. That's catchy. I did like a, uh, I would, I would do a day or two of some kind of skill that I knew was going to be really important for the upcoming lesson. And then we'd get to the lesson and then at least that little skill would be in place. But the, the main thing to point out for me was I did not say, you know, the first month and a half of school, all we're going to do is flashback every day, you know, like six weeks solid of remediation. Mm -hmm. But uh, it sounds like you did this too. I, I kind of peppered it in. And 
the kids liked that. It was like a little bit of old stuff. And then we pushed new stuff out and then a little bit of old stuff. And then we pushed new stuff out. And it was like a gradual, like remediation, sort of an as needed uh, strategy. Absolutely. That was one of the things I, I really liked doing. We would like to invite all of our listeners to visit our website at getmoremath.com, where you'll find helpful information about how Get More Math can help you transform the math education experience through targeted mastery and cyclical review. We welcome you to take advantage of our free trial for the 2021 school year. Find more information about the free trial at getmoremath.com. Now, back to the show. Um, you know, you, you said earlier... Um that Get More Math has been a lifesaver. I wonder if you could expound on that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> How much time do we have? <laughs> yeah, it honestly is between the fact that everything for, I feel these students have been doing has been memorize, memorize, brain dump. And mm. they continue to, we, we put so much focus on testing that they don't actually learn to understand. They learn to memorize long enough to then get rid of it. And with Get More Math, it's everything that I've always wanted to do or wanted to be successful in, but couldn't necessarily do or have the time to do. There's not enough hours in the day to do with being able to provide spiral mixed review over and over again is like you said, using the term peppering it through, being able to recall from memory things that we did a month ago. And I found, you know, in previous years before the program, I was struggling with being able to have students pull something we learned in unit one back again for unit five when we were building on it. We learned something in yes. unit one and they couldn't recall it from memory because they did it just enough to maybe be successful on the test and we had to keep moving where this is constantly recalling things that they've been doing and I feel like there's actually mastery involved versus, like I said, the brain dump and and move on. And I also feel like they are doing so well. And I, I said this year, I, I'm, I'm very happy with just choosing to use Get More Math. I'm giving my own notes and I'm still the leader. I'm still the person mm -hmm. in the class. There's no way that they could be doing this if I wasn't here. And I love that. I love that it's not a program that kind of removes the teacher, that I am still the main part of this, the meat and potatoes of it. And, and I love that, uh, you know, it, it's individualized practice as well. You know, it, looking at having the four kids, maybe they would get question one wrong. And that was working with decimals and half the class did really well with decimals, but half the class didn't. And it would be taking a whole nother day to review working with a decimal and half the class is bored because they get it. And the other class needed that practice to be able to be successful. I just love the fact that it is giving students what they need individually to be successful in math. Um, that's That's been the game changer for mm -hmm. me. And I will be honest, I absolutely love the exam feature and mm -hmm. being able Good. to utilize that. It's That has also, I, I love that there are follow-ups and that mm -hmm. it is the number one priority when you do the corrections as an option. I love that those are the priority problems that they need to correct and then practice. I allow my students to take the follow-up a week later and I give them half their credit back if they get it right. Because oh, I nice. feel like, yeah, I feel like they spent the time to actually learn 
the concept where before you got the red pen on a paper and we right. moved on and it, it just, there was no success in learning in that situation. Well, I think the next time I need somebody like to explain, get more math or like to at least like pick out like five or six of the reasons that I made it, I'm going to have to give them your phone number. <laughs> so, so you, you, you just said a whole bunch of great stuff. So it's, it's really fun for me to hear that you've plumbed the depths and you're using get more math, like to its fullest. I'm curious. So like, so I'm just going to choose the exams topic since that's the more recent one. Have you tried yet using cumulative exams? Yes. And I love, I was in a training. I actually want to say it was last year around, I want to say Christmas time. And we had discussed on how we as teachers were setting up our students to fail our standardized mm -hmm. cumulative test, because again, it was memorize this chunk and brain dump it as soon as the test was over. And I love the idea of making a practice set of the most missed. I love the fact that mm -hmm. again, we're math teachers. So we look at data, we, and and utilizing the data available is only good if you're actually going to do something with it. I always, right. I always had the situations where it was, well, let's write down all the kids' scores <laughs> and see how they're doing here and what percentage. And then we never did anything. I've been at that meeting, yes. Yeah, and we never did anything with it. And now it's actually utilizing the data given to you on how the students performed to move forward in your teaching and how to teach or what you need to recall or review. So I love creating the most missed from the test and making that a practice set. And then I'm able to pull that practice set that most missed from the previous exam onto the next one. So it's constantly building. And so by the end of the year, the kids aren't slapped in the face with, you know, a two hour long test that they right prepared for. They now have been doing a test that started really small in the beginning of the year and has grown as time has gone on. Wonderful. And I love, I just love that idea because now we're setting up our students to succeed on these standardized tests. That's awesome. I, I have this crazy like philosophy that thus far I haven't had a whole bunch of adoptees, but my crazy philosophy is that if you have to study for a test like the night before or whatever, then really you're not where I want you to be. I want you as a student to be able to walk into my class any day and without preparation, be given an assessment and crush it because you actually know the mathematics. I don't want the assessment, this cumulative assessment that tests everything you've ever learned in my class. I don't want it to be a reflection then of whether you crammed it all in your heads. I want you to be able to, to test anytime. Like, I wanted my students to be like, sure, bring it, because I actually know the math. So that that's my, like, I don't know. I've got lots of end games, but one sort of golden picture is that tests are just this thing you give every now and again, and everybody's like, yeah, okay, I know the math. So, sort of like what you were saying with, like, a test that keeps having more. And uh, then when they take this crazy test at the end of the year that state gives or whatever, they're not shocked or surprised or overwhelmed. They're like, oh yeah, I know this content. 
Yeah, I, I agree. And that's this year I've been finding because I am able to utilize it five days a week and my students, you know, work on it in the classroom and then I send them home to finish up anything they need to. My kiddos are like almost in competition to get the highest mm. points because they want to do better. And, and that is something you almost can't teach that, that strive to be better. It's kind of got to be an internal, I mean, the teacher can kind of pull on them a little bit or motivate a little bit, but them having that drive to, to want to have the most points and understand it. I've been searching for that for years on how to mm. find it. And I'm seeing it now. And I love the fact that I, before a test or a quiz, I don't have to spend an entire class period reviewing. I can clarify a couple little questions that may have happened, but otherwise the review is every single day. It, it's right. every single day. So I'm not finding, I'm finding I'm getting through more, not necessarily quicker, but I'm getting through more and more in depth with them because I'm not having to take chunks of days to review just for them to be successful on a test and move on. Right. I, I had, or I still have had people ask me, well, if you're, if you're spending time every day on mixed review, how do you have time to cover the curriculum? You know, and you just answered the question, I think, which is, well, I don't anymore have to spend a whole bunch of time over and over and over again, reteaching something from a month ago and something from two months ago and something from three months ago. For me, it meant actually having more time to do the newest content, the harder content, to do it well right out of the gate. Sounds like you've had that too. Yes. You know, you also said, uh, and, and this this touches me because I, I care deeply about this, that one of the reasons using Get More Math has been helpful to you is because of, um, I'm, I'm rephrasing, but our philosophy that the teacher matters the most, not the software. Our philosophy is a direct reflection, you know, from from me making it. Like I made it for myself. And the last thing I wanted to do was to sacrifice any of my authority or my control or my opportunity to educate and ask good questions and get kids thinking and get kids connected, like all of that stuff. I didn't want the software to have any touch whatsoever. So it's fun for me to hear that you like that part too, that, that it doesn't just sort of wrest control from you and take over. Absolutely. I, I think more than ever now, we're realizing how much interaction and relationship students need with a teacher and yes. to, have to be able to ask questions and be able to go to specific situations and and find and have the answer. And I think that, that, that this program does that. And I love that. I love the fact that I'm not worrying about a kid moving on in problems and still not understanding it and just getting a blurb answer or explanation mm -hmm. they're they're stopping and i love that the program it's funny again funny to watch as a teacher from the outside watching sometimes that frustration but also watching them have grit through problems and then when mm. they can't get it they finally have to raise their hand they can't mm. get there. and and i love that i i mean i i don't like watching them be frustrated but I love the fact that it's making students who maybe not necessarily or would have been kind of hidden in the classroom or kind of skated by, right. they have to raise their hand and ask questions. And it puts more interaction one-on-one -on -one with me and that student and helping them be successful. And I love that. Yes. Yeah, that that's wonderful. And this, so you're the third, I think, teacher in this podcast series where I've just been talking to teachers about using Get More Math. 
And when you say what you just said, I, I just get really, really happy because that's why I made it. Like I made it to, like, it sounds kind of, I don't know, it almost sounds mean, but I made it deliberately to expose areas of weakness and ensure that they got dealt with and, and dealt with however you want. Like get more math doesn't deal with the weakness. It just exposes it. It says, here's something you don't know how to do. So, you know, what's going to happen next? And it leaves all of the next pieces squarely in uh, the students and in the teacher's responsibility. It sounds, sounds like you like that too. And I, that makes me happy. It, it, sometimes it's weird for people because they're like, there's a pain uh, that comes with having your weaknesses exposed. But then there's so much even better or greater or deeper strength and even joy in overcoming those weaknesses, you know, and learning the material and starting to get that momentum. <laughs> the gaining confidence. I, I can yeah. see this year, again, just a big difference in the students because they are feeling more confident with their abilities in the math classroom. And for some of them, they haven't had that for a very long time. And so that, I feel like, I mean, I granted it's only like 30 days into the school year, but I feel like my job already is where, mm. where it should be because I'm, I'm getting students to actually want to be in here and want to be successful. That's great. That's, yeah. Even if I don't necessarily teach all the math, that life lesson right there, that's huge for me. Well, um, we're kind of running out of time. So maybe I'll end just by asking you, are there any aspects of the problems that your kids are working on that um, you want to ask me about? Like, why did you do something this way? Or have you ever thought about something else? Like, this is your chance to ask the guy that made it whatever you want. I honestly, I believe I'm at the this, this stage where I'm starting as, as almost the, the trainee to understand why you did a lot of the things that you did. Um, hmm. I, I always have struggles with students, especially with word problems. They laugh whenever they see Pocahontas or, you know, a name in it that is from a completely made up planet. And I have to remind them all the time that we need to pull out the important parts of this, that the name of, of the kiddo who they can't say doesn't mean anything in this problem. And I think that that is more of a math lesson than just the actual computation sometimes. You know, we talk about standardized testing and preparing our kids for what they're going to see in their future. And that's a big part of their math and learning is being able to take what information is important. And quite frankly, that's a life lesson. They're going to be seeing things in life where we need to stay in our own lane and stay focused on this and forget all about that stuff over there. And sure. I, that was for a little while, I always told him, I don't understand why somebody picked this name or, or this planet, but I'm starting as the teacher when they ask it, I'm like, well, does it matter? Replace it with John, replace it with Sally, replace it with a name that, that you care about but does the name actually have any benefit in this problem? And they're even starting to be able to now look past and pick apart the important information. So that to me, it, it took a while to get them kind of trained. But like I said, this year, I'm doing a lot more modeling and pulling apart from the, the practice sets. Um, 
that has been huge with their success with being on Get More Math because they're seeing how to do and what to do in a problem. That's great. It sounds like you've really figured out why I put in all those made up words. It's because I wanted to teach students to look past that and not to let that rattle them and to be able to think things through whatever the words were. It sh- that shouldn't matter was kind of my point. Although I will say I also did it just to be a little silly, to be quite frank with you. I like it when the random generation picks out, you know, Thor was buying chandeliers or something. You know, that makes me laugh, too. And, and that's important as well. Well, Laurie, it's so nice to have you here at our show and to chit-chat a bit. Thank you so much for everything to give me this opportunity and for developing this program. Like I said, it has forever changed how I teach and the ease of teaching all Mm. those ins and outs, those aspects. So I I can't thank you enough for for doing this and developing this. Well, you're very welcome. And I'm just going to keep developing it more. So good things ahead. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the Get More Math podcast. Drop us a comment and let us know what you thought about this episode. You can always connect with us at getmoremath.com. Have a great day.